0: Welcome back to The review, starring Justin Parrish and Ryan Jordan.
1: Alright, welcome back. I feel like we have to state the blatantly obvious here. Um, The Clippers choked away, I would say, a, a very winnable series for them. And not only oneable series, um, I guess to at least have the fight for LA in the conference finals, which is unbelievable. And there's a lot of things that stem from that in my opinion. I think Nikolai Jokic reminded us why he's one of the top ten players in the NBA last night. I can't believe a dude that's built like me but a seven foot two can have a triple double by the third quarter like he did, which is quite unbelievable. Um what are y'all first thoughts on this series? Or at least game seven.
2: I'm pretty shocked Uh, to see a collapse like that was really surprising. I know I was higher on Denver than both of y'all, and even me being, uh, I feel like, about as reasonably high on Denver as anybody, I did not expect this at all. I was expecting it to be over in five games. Uh, Once they stole that game early on, I was expecting maybe six, but to beat the Clippers three games in a row, I don't know if it's that good for the Nuggets or that bad for the Clippers. I don't know which which it uh tilts towards, but Kawhi and PG just didn't show
0: up. Uh yeah, I mean I'm stunned. I mean, I don't I don't think it was just Kawhi and PG showed up. Zubac and Mantra's Herald had a combined five rebounds. Jesus. So I mean I don't know. I think it's more the Clippers blowing it rather than the Nuggets, not said the Nuggets didn't do well, but I, nobody showed up on the Clippers for whatever reason.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Brad on that one, actually. Um, Not only did Montrez look pretty bad, Zubac they both, they both got out-rebounded. Marcus Morris uh, was absolutely pitiful. Lou Williams was like 2 from 10 from the field. And if you watch the fourth quarter, that team just straight up looked like they gave up. Like, that team looked like they were like, you know what, whatever. They were all—anyone except Kawhi. And even Kawhi and PG looked scared to shoot the basketball. Um, their bench players looked uncomfortable, which is weird considering they had six-man-of-the-year Harrell. They had Lou Williams, who's a seasoned vet in a— it's still a six-man-of-the-year candidate year in, year out. Uh, it, they just looked like a, a high school basketball team there towards the end. And I think that basically— Puts a summary on how the Clippers' season went. They're, they were a team that when things were good, they didn't mind talking crap on Instagram. They didn't mind talking crap on Twitter. They didn't mind yucking it up in post-game interviews and acting like they were the quote-unquote kings of L.A. They didn't mind that, but as soon as anything rubbed the wrong way, as soon as they actually had to grind or anything, um, everyone not named Kawhi acted like uh, like a little spoiled brat, honestly. They acted like a baby. That they, they couldn't handle it. They were mentally weak. When for grown men and guys that we consider stars in the league, they, they've acted and played really, really terrible.
2: Yeah, I uh, heard. I was watching first take uh, this morning, and I'm sure you know Stephen A. had a bunch to say about that. But one thing that came up that really, I think, kind of epitomizes the Clippers' season is that they, I mean, they had the whole load management thing during the regular season. Paul George wasn't 100% for a while. Kawhi did his usual, I'm gonna sit some games. They really didn't look and feel like a true team. They felt like a bunch of guys playing basketball together. They didn't feel like a team. And uh, one thing that got brought up was that, it, and I agree with this, they said that the Clippers just felt like they, all regular season, that they were just gonna coast and then turn it on when they needed to. And they coasted, but weren't able to turn it on. And because they never got that continuity together.
0: Yeah, agreed. I agree. I have nothing else to add, really, on that.
1: Yeah, yeah I think – and there are very few guys in the NBA I'll give a pass to um, when they have, like, a poor performance in a big game. LeBron is one of them. Kawhi is one of them. Giannis is one of them. And outside of those three, I really don't give a pass to anyone. So, I'm not going to rag on Kawhi too much because he was literally the heart and soul of this team. He comes up short one time in a game seven. That's fine. He's, He's already made his mark as a guy who can do it when it comes down to business. So, you know, one bad game is one bad game. But the thing that rubs me the wrong way is, and I say this about everyone, if you're going to talk crap on social media, if you are going to flaunt yourself like you are the best team in the league, you better be the best team. You better get to at least to the finals, minimum, to the finals. And you better yeah. not be a bench player, Lou Will. You better not be a guy who is falling from superstardom, Paul George. You can't you can't do that much talking and not even make it to the conference finals. You know the Clippers haven't made it to the conference finals in 50 years? Yeah. 50 um. years.
2: Yeah, what they are, it? believe it believe it or not, they are 0-8 uh, in uh, games to clinch a conference finals berth. I, I mean, you would think just coin flip 50-50 odds to get yourself in that situation, you'd win one eventually. They are 0-8 for those games being this year, but they are 0-8 with a chance to go to the Western Conference Finals.
0: wonder if they're gonna be like quiet next year like it's just kind of everything kind of bit them on the ass if they're just gonna try to change like not be so petty shut up um be. i know but we say that but it doesn't always happen an example is mb i mean everybody thought he was gonna man up and obviously he just kept he's he stayed being a child this season especially after that buzzer beater but
2: I I don't agree with you there. I don't think that's I think that's kind of apples to oranges. The Clippers I don't I don't think anybody has seriously thought that the Seventy Sixers were a championship caliber team since Embiid's gotten there. I, could they have made a run at going to the sneaking into the finals? Yeah, maybe. Were they seriously considered a championship level team? No. Were the Clippers this year? Absolutely.
0: My my point wasn't with the Sixers. wasn't the like how far they go. I'm just saying. Would the pettiness stop? And obviously, like it didn't. But I'm just but, curious if. I M mean, that...
2: Embiid didn't come come out and say I'm gonna stop playing like a child and then play like that. The Clippers acted like they were going to the finals already, like they had their ticket
0: punched. He did, but we're 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 not gonna go down
1: this road. Yeah, I mean, oh. I, I I don't know. Embiid's petty. Embiid, it Embiid it, is definitely petty, but. Embiid is petty when it makes sense. Embiid talks crap after he wins games. He wins games, he gets on Instagram, and he calls you a baby. And you know what? You won the game. You won the game. He's talking crap in the moment. But he's definitely not telling someone to pack their bags to Cancun and enjoy their vacation when you can't even make it to the semifinals of your own conference tournament. It's not like they would even made it to the finals here. They didn't even make it to the conference finals. They couldn't get past the quarterfinals. That's terrible. You cannot talk crap and be and, and not make your conference final and not be a top four team. Period. Period. As as much crap as I give Dame Lillard and C.J. McCollum for being Twitter finger warriors, the, Paul George and Lou Will don't get a pass either. They do not get a was, pass
0: one bit. I was looking at the stat line. You know who probably had the best stat line for the Clippers. Rodney Harold. McGruder, he had one, one, one rebound, one assist, in one minute. That's pretty good compared to everybody else in the roster.
2: Harrell played well outside of rebounds. He shot 7 of 10. But going back to that, Kawhi, 6 of 22, 2 of 7 from 3. Paul George, 4 of 16, 2 of 11 from 3. In the second half, they combined 4. The second half, they were leading 2 at the half. Come back out uh, in the second half. They scored five points on two of 18 shooting. They Neither of them scored in the fourth quarter. That, I, yeah, you can say what you want about Kawhi. Yeah, you're going to have a bad game. It just so happened to be in game seven. Fine. Scoring five points combined between the two of them and zero in the fourth quarter is absolutely unacceptable. That's That's, like, beyond folding under pressure.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, Mike, yeah, go ahead, bro. Uh, I think one of the
0: things that surprised me most about the series is Michael Porter Jr. didn't play a whole lot. I mean, he only put in 15 minutes this game with only two points. So, and I kind of noticed he was—he was just kind of coming off the bench here and there throughout the series. And it just, uh, just kind of amazes me that the Nuggets were able to do it kind of without him, more of a smaller role.
1: You know the Clippers do get a couple passes, but the person I'm really not going to give a pass to is Doc Rivers. I'm not sure he game planned very well. I mean, obviously he's this is either the second or third time he has uh he's lost a three on series. He, he's kind of known for that at this point. I'm I I struggled to give him a pass, especially even if you just look at the box score. The box score is bad, but if you watch that game, man. The, the lineups they were throwing out there against some of these guys were awful. Like, no one could stop Jokic, yet you keep throwing in these short lineups. You keep throwing in lineups where Kawhi Leonard is the tallest guy on the court, and, like, I understand that's today's basketball, more or less, but Jamichael Green and Montrez Harrell cannot guard Nikolai Jokic. Jokic is seven foot two. He just sees over these crappy double teams and makes good passes. I mean, we're talking about the best passing center possibly in NBA history at this point and you're not having the lineup or roster construction to really deal with it. And I understand this team was quote unquote built to beat the Lakers, but if you can't even get there, you failed. And I it was a slew of problems from them. From from coaching to bad star play to bad bench play. I mean just looking at the box score. Montrez Harrell is really the only guy who played decent and he got ran through on the defensive end. You got absolutely cooked, and this is—I do want to pose you this question, or—or or I guess not pose you this question, but a statement. Just because you can get blocks and steals doesn't make you a good defender. Like that—that that is great that you have averaging two blocks a game, but that doesn't mean anything when you're blocking the point guard in can the center. You you? It just runs through oh. you.
2: Yeah, in context. You know, uh, just defensive stats like that. Like Harden is uh, was in the top in the NBA in steals this year. I don't think anybody would call him a top five defender.
1: I don't know, man. The the Clippers were so bad. Clippers were
2: so oh, bad. I right, agree. Right. They uh, completely flopped. Some of the blames on Doc. Some of the blames on Kawhi, PG, especially um their role players didn't show up marcus morris didn't show up this series lou williams
1: was an awful series
2: Yeah, lou williams not great uh and they i think after after game five um and especially well yeah wait no after game five because that would have been three two series um at yeah, at this point if you don't know what the Nuggets' attack is, I don't know what to tell you. It runs through Jokic and it runs through Murray and nobody else and they had 3 games to figure that out. You couldn't do it.
1: Yep. Um but let's let's touch on the Nuggets here. I I think we can come to the conclusion that the Clippers and basically every facet of the game played really terribly. Um, but on the flip side, that Nuggets or the the Clippers team should have been good enough and star powered enough to still keep them in games and win them games. But the Nuggets literally played perfect in this game. I am not kidding you, in my opinion, they played perfect. I mean, Jokic had a triple double by the third quarter, ended up dropping sixteen points, twenty-two boards and thirteen assists. Murray was lights out fifteen for twenty-six with forty points. Gary Harris, six for eleven. Uh, Jeremy Grant had 14 points. Paul Millsap, while the points don't look good, you know Paul Millsap is banging down low. You you know he's doing all the dirty work down low to get his team in the best position to win. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. maybe not had the best last couple games, but that huge shot in Game 5 kept them in the series. After he was the one that said the the Nuggets need to work harder, he got a lot of flack from that, and then he comes up big and, and basically puts his money where his mouth was. And I respect that. From such a young player. The Nuggets played absolutely perfect. I, I cannot rave about how good Nikolai Jokic is right now.
2: <laughs> he's so good. And some of the shots he hits, man. I, On one hand, I don't know how you defend that. And if he's hitting those shots, if you're the Clippers, what do you do? But man, some some of the plays he makes, some of the shots he hits, I, I don't know how he does it. But he's fun to watch.
0: even comes close, I mean maybe I don't know if you guys would agree with this like a Jim Kim noah in a way with the passing but like one back in a decade ago, but I mean other than that, I mean I really can't think of anything remotely similar to him
1: no, no, he's a different breed he's he's absolutely a uh a different breed, and really <laughs> he is what in my opinion, and I guess we'll get into this discussion now. He is what Joel Embiid should be. He is a fine-tuned IQ center that has the same skill set as Joel Embiid, but he is just better. And Nikolai Nikolai Jokic is absolutely the best center in the league.
2: Yeah, I I guess we're counting AD as a four. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, absolutely, I agree <laughs> with you. um I mean, he's basically Embiid if Embiid took away all the antics and just told Embiid, shut up, go to work, play, go home, and do whatever. But, yeah, he is all business, and he is so freaking
0: good. Uh, Yeah, I would have said Embiid before this series, but I think – I don't know. I just think what um, Jokic brings as a team-wise, I mean – I'm I mean, I think Embiid's goal, definitely more talented. He's powerful, kind of all that. I think, I think he drives better to the basket, but when you come win with the total, total package and making your teammates better, I think that's what sets Jokic apart from Embiid because I think Embiid can get his numbers, but I think the player is better be the opposite, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I, that that's one of the problems with Embiid we talk about a lot, <laughs> and I think... He gets his numbers, and he moves on. His numbers look really good. And maybe Jokic has another opportunity to score another six points a game and bump you know, that season average up to 26. He probably does, but he's averaging seven assists a game as a center. He is seven foot tall. He is 290 pounds, and he's averaging seven assists a game, 10 boards, and 20 points, and at any point can go for 20, 20, 15. Like, I don't care what position you are. If you can go for 20, 20, 15 at some point in a night, you're a piece to not only, like, not one of the best players in the league, but a piece to build around. He he might be the most well-rounded player in the game outside of maybe, like, someone LeBron. Like, honestly, he might be one of the most well-rounded players in all of basketball.
0: Absolutely. When, was he, dra- when was
1: he drafted? Do you guys know? He was a second round pick in, like, 2014
2: 20, or something? 2014, like?
1: round two, pick 41.
2: Wow, well, I'm I'm spot on. Uh,
1: yeah, and then obviously Murray was Murray was ridiculous. Murray popped off again. Uh, at at this point, <laughs> at this point, Murray shut me up because I thought he was really inconsistent. I thought he was a little overhyped. Thought he's a lot of yeah. I thought he was a lot of flash, but not a lot of not a lot of consistency. But this playoffs has shown me a little bit different. I even said that talking about last year. They're like, yeah, you know, Jamal Murray's not that great. You know, he'll have a game here or there. Where you know he'll have a game here or there where he's, he, he you know he pops off and the next game he'll go for like thirteen points on you know so a rough shooting night, but wow, he has been insane in the playoffs.
0: Him and Joe could just complement each other so well too, and I like and that only elevates them so much more. And just like I mean, if these two guys were on like separate teams and just kind of average with average point guards and centers around with, I don't think they'd be at this level. But they just I don't know, they just gel so well, and then the rest of the team really fires off on it. So.
1: Yeah, and that—that that is one thing I want to talk about is this Nuggets team is built just so well. Just so well. You have a, a point guard who can bang, who can, who can score points, who can carry the load. You have a center who's going to do it all, do all the dirty work. You have Millsap who's going to bang down low and give you that presence down low that maybe we forget about a lot of times in this five-out basketball style. All right, as basketball moves to this 5 guys stand on the perimeter, set a, set a screen here or there, and basically chuck up a three-ball, guys like Millsap get lost a lot of the times. And in the regular season, yeah, sure, it, it may not matter that much because guys aren't willing to get down and get gritty. But Millsap, in games like this, it, it's blatantly obvious how important he is. Um, and then you got Gary Harris, great perimeter defender. When his shot's there, his shot is there. Jeremy Grant, same story. And then you have a a, a lightning bolt off the bench on Michael Porter Jr. You have Plumley off the bench. You have Torrey Craig, who can be good in spurts. This team is built just so well.
0: And they're missing Will Barton, and I think somebody else possibly. Yep. They just got
2: Gary Harris back, I think, during the playoffs. Yes, they did. Man, this team is built
1: just so well. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But um final thoughts on that series.
0: Uh no, I I'm gonna have to change my pick for, I have more faith than the Nuggets, so I'm gonna go with Lakers and six rather than sweeping the
1: Nuggets, but other than that, no. Alright, so now that the series is wrapped up, it's the off season for the Clippers. Does Paul George get traded or do they just run it back?
0: I think they run it back. I think yeah, I think they run it back, but I think they make maybe like minor moves on the side. I don't know what that I don't know what that looks like, but what they do. But I mean, you have Montrez as a, as a free agent, and then you have um, Moore as a free agent. So they're gonna have to pay pay them or hit hit themselves in the luxury tax. But with how much money Balmer has, I don't think that should be an issue.
1: Yeah, I don't think Balmer cares much about the luxury tax. If I'm being completely <laughs> honest with you, that, that 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 dude's got himself a decent amount of dough. Yeah, um with that being said, does Doc Rivers get fired or does he uh what happens with Doc? Cuz he's definitely on the hot seat right now, without a doubt.
2: They said he's coming back, right? Yeah, yeah no,
1: I must have missed that. Yeah, he's coming back. Oh boy. So they're just running it straight back. That's 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 what we're hearing. Um which leads us to predictions. I know, Brad, you just updated yours. Yeah, I'm going to have to give the Nuggets one game. I still got Lakers in five. Um but yeah, the the Lakers are too good. Lakers are too good.
2: Um, go no, Lakers in 6.
1: All right, all right. Lakers in 6. Brad's got Lakers in 6. I got Lakers in 5. Fantastic. Um, kicking it over to the East. The Eastern Conference Finals just got underway. And Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero are those dudes at this point. Tyler Hero had a had a pretty good game for being 20 years old. I like to remind myself that every now and again that these dudes that there are guys in the NBA younger than me who are having insane games. Butler, obviously Butler, and I don't think the Heat won this game. I think Boston lost it.
2: Yeah, I think Boston was up at by ten at one point during the second half and just kind of didn't look great down the stretch. I I really like the Heat. Um, they're. They kind of they remind me of the Nuggets a lot. I mean, I feel like they're very similar. They don't quite have the star power, I would say, up top. But Jimmy and Bam are somewhat close, I would say, to Murray Jokic. And then uh, very deep, a lot of guys who are kind of underrated, flying under the radar. And Butler's one of the best players in the NBA in crunch time. I don't think there's any denying that now. You know, yeah.
0: yeah go ahead, bro. Oh, I was just like kind of what Ryan said. Um, I mean Boston would go up like seven, eight points, and you Miami immediately came back, and then Boston would extend that lead to something somewhere again, and then Miami would be right back. And it was almost like when was Miami gonna make that move where they took the lead and took advantage of it? And I, I mean, because they just wouldn't go away. I mean there was many times that Boston could have made it from like ten, fifteen, and just Miami just wouldn't go
1: away. You know, a guy from Miami who doesn't get talked about a lot, and I've always really liked, like, honestly, I I'm, I can't can't, like, I'm not going to sit here and bullcrap you, I've <laughs> always liked, but Goran Dragic's, 29 points, 11 for 19 in 39 minutes, the dude can score the basketball. He could score it in Phoenix, he can score it now, the dude is one hell of a point guard, and he does not get enough love. I, I understand that this hell this yeah. Heat team is so well built, is just like the Nuggets, but, he doesn't get the love he deserves.
2: No, he's very underrated at this point. Uh, people just kind of – he just gets forgotten about.
1: Yeah, yeah he's just – you know, he gets started to the mix, and he, he's not the star player he is. Uh, But, no, I thought the Celtics looked really bad. There was a lot of possessions where the Celtics looked – they were just throwing away possessions. It's literally that simple. Like, uh, I, I like Kemba, but Kemba was 6 for 19, and that 6 for 19 was really ugly. Like, that 6 for 19 was I'm going to dribble the ball down and kind of stand there until there's 10 seconds left on the shot clock and then attempt to make something happen. Which, in, in the fourth quarter, in the fourth quarter, which is just throwing away possessions that mean a lot, which allows the Heat to take it to OT and then eventually win the game.
0: Yeah, I mean, somebody who had a shocking game with Jake Crowder, he had 22. I didn't see that coming.
1: Yeah, Jay Crowder and oh. J- Jay Crowder is hot and cold, baby. He was hot last night.
2: He's he's another guy.
1: Uh, Heat and Nuggets both got
2: so many uh, role players that just fly under the radar.
1: Tyler, as I mentioned, Tyler here with the big game: twelve, eleven, nine. Um, for being a twenty-year-old playing forty minutes in in the playoffs like he is right now it's quite impressive it is impressive hero is a guy that i think will have no issues stepping into a role here into a starting role here for the heat in the next year or two
0: yeah seeing him do what he does at 20 makes really makes me feel ashamed of my life to be totally honest with you like like what the big things i could be doing (laughs) heard that
1: one absolutely heard that one um other than that, I think I think the Celtics is a winnable series for either team. If the Celtics want to win this series, Kimba's going to have to clean up his play. I usually don't like you know, stacking uh, one fault onto one player and saying you're the reason they're not winning. But right now, watching the Celtics, uh, the, Kimba just looks out of sync with the rest of their offense. He's forcing a lot of stuff, and he's not making easy shots. So Kimba's going to have to get it going if the Celtics want to win. But the Heat, as usual, their chemistry looks insane, and I, I think it still goes seven.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll take uh, I'll go Heat in seven. I think they're just two. I think uh, last pod I took Celtics in seven. I want to say, but Heat taking game one, they just looked better. I still think they're too close to not have it go seven games, but at this point, I got to give the edge to the Heat.
1: I
0: think Miami takes the next game and they go in six. Wow, that's uh,
1: that's aggressive right there, Bradley. I, res- I, I respect I, the pick.
0: I said they were going to
1: go in six in the last pod, so yeah, fair, fair. Uh, final thoughts on the NBA postseason before we get into uh some NFL stuff.
2: Um, I would really like to see a Nuggets Heat
1: finals. Dude, I would absolutely love it.
0: I'm still looking for playoff P.
1: Have you, you guys seen No, I've seen way off P.
0: He's,
2: he's in my I heard they had a search warrant out for him. They can't find
1: him. <laughs> he's in Cancun already, brother. <laughs> that's, where, that's where way off P is. Uh, but let's get into some NFL stuff. Just a preview of the games this week. Looking into it. Thursday night, we got Bengals-Browns, which literally makes my eyes want to bleed. <laughs> um, Starting off Sunday, Giants-Bears, Falcons-Cowboys, Lions-Packers, Jaguars-Titans, Vikings-Colts, Bills, Dolphins, Niners, Jets, Rams, Eagles, Broncos, Steelers, Panthers, Bucks, uh, football team, Cardinals, Chiefs, Chargers, Ravens, Texans, and then Sunday night, Patriots, Seahawks, and Monday night is Saints, Raiders. Uh, what 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 game's really sticking out to you here? Which which game do you really going to keep your eye on? Uh, gotta be
2: that uh, Bengals Browns game Thursday night, right? Uh. <laughs>
1: Like <laughs> uh, that, that game looks horrendous. Absolutely absolutely horrendous. Yeah, I'm I'm not right. They have the ability to flex
2: primetime games, right? I'm not quite sure why that game is a primetime game.
1: Baker Mayfield. I um,
2: guess I'm not really loving any of the matchups this week. Uh Chiefs Chargers is one to watch, although I'm not big on the Chargers. Ravens Texans will be a good one. Patriots Seahawks, uh Saints Raiders. <laughs>
1: You know, I'm gonna go Falcons Cowboys. That's gonna be yeah, a that, was, that that's was one two. That's gonna be a whole lot of offense and apps, uh, no defense whatsoever. Yeah,
2: uh, both teams I think have playoff aspirations. Both teams started zero and one. This could be a turning point for either one.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think that's uh, yeah. that's at least my marquee matchup here.
0: Yeah, I'm interested yeah. in um, Carolina Buccaneers. I'm serious, like, cause like. Either team of them lose, like if Carolina starts losing, I could start seeing them um, going for the whole tank for Lawrence thing. I mean, Carolina, all that. Or and then if Tampa loses, I mean, is this like the fall down of um, Brady and see where that storyline goes? I mean, are they just going to start looking horrendous and start going like 7-9 and or where it is, especially if you lose to Carolina? So I'm kind
1: of more careful with the storyline um, with that game, the outcome of it. I think, this I, guess, is, I think this is a must win game for the Bucs. I honestly yeah. think it's a must win game for the Bucks here.
2: I would agree with you. Uh, I'll probably go Rams Eagles. Um, I think the Eagles desperately need a win if they want to try to take that division this year. And the Rams play in one of the, I, arguably, the best division in football. Um,. The, probably the deepest division in football so they every game matters for them and what seeing Aaron Donald against the Eagles putrid O-line it's gonna be a fun matchup
1: absolutely um most horrendous game not the Bengals and Browns I'm uh, dude there's a lot of bad games this week like Dolphins built
0: maybe uh, Jaguars
1: at, le- at least Josh Allen is there I don't know Bear Bears Giants is looking pretty rough yeah, honestly, that that's looking like a real yeah. real barn burner.
0: Jets, Jets, 49ers. I like. I yeah, I, that's I, probably a pretty I'm bad kidding. game.
1: Mm, a lot of bad games this week. A lot of bad games. Uh,
2: uh, Washington and Arizona. Although Arizona's pretty
1: good. Yeah. Uh, players to watch for this week. Who Who's your big name that you're really watching out for this week? To, maybe not have a breakout performance, but maybe a bounce back from week one. Uh, a guy who didn't perform that's really going to bounce back or someone that's carrying on a performance that we would really haven't expected this season.
0: Hear me I, out. i got oh, to go Brady. Brady, well, hear me like,
2: like you said, if they need a win. He, he's he got to step
0: it up. Hear I mean, me he's got to take charge in that locker room. Drew Locke is going to go. He's going to throw 350 and three touchdown against Pittsburgh, and he's going to go off and – it's going to be a shootout. This is going to be like the Blake Bortles pittsburgh game when it was like 45-42. to 42. It's going to be a shootout between Denver and Pittsburgh and Drew Locks going to go 350. Speaking of uh, Pittsburgh-Denver, Ben Roethlisberger
2: is a guy that I thought was better than I expected him to last week, and I see no reason why he can't continue that, especially with Von Miller being out for the year.
1: Even though he's hurt now? Is he hurt? I he thought he he's just, he, just he, he he isn't out. He's just banged up. It's Big Ben. When I mean, when he, when is it? He, he? he had, he had played. He hadn't he?
2: played football in a year. I feel like he'll he'll be okay.
1: I was about to say Big Big Ben's hurt. The sky's blue. I'm under six foot. <laughs> Everything is right in the world.
2: I, I I saw that I saw what he said, but I I thought he just meant he was feeling banged up. I didn't know if he had a specific injury.
1: Yeah, the two guys I'm really looking at here Saquon Barkley have a bounce back day. He had six yards rushing last game and, and the, the Bears have a good defense um they're gonna get pressure on Daniel Jones I think Robert Quinn for the Bears is gonna be back but I'm really looking for Saquon Barkley not looking for it expecting it I really don't need it to happen but I'm expecting him to have it have a little bounce back game and guys to continue on their success I'm gonna have to go with Aaron Rodgers um already 300 plus 350 plus yards four TDs and then he's going up to a Lions defense that is absolutely decimated with injuries that let Mitchell Trubisky kind of tear through them there in the second half. So I'm looking for A-Rod to really build on his success there.
2: Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think Rodgers can build on that. If there's anybody, I'm not going to count out. It's him.
1: Heard that one. Heard that one. Uh, Let's make primetime picks for this week. So that's obviously the Thursday game and then the Sunday night and the Monday night game. Uh, We'll keep track of these throughout the season. We didn't get them in in week one, but we definitely get them in for week two and the continuing weeks. So – Bengals Browns um line is Cleveland. Cleveland uh six. Who, who do we got winning there? Who do we got winning? Bengals Browns.
2: I'm going to take Cleveland by default. I know I said last week I'll never bet on Cleveland, but they're
0: playing one of the worst teams in the NFL at home. I'm going Cincinnati. Joe
1: freaking Browns. How do you know you were going to say that? No, I don't trust Baker. Am I allowed to take the field? Like I I, I, I will take anyone but these two teams. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Browns. You can take a tie. I'm, I'm gonna have to take Browns just because of the star power. Um, and be, the sense he's pretty bad. Um, look, looking at Sunday night, we got Patriots Seahawks. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and take the Seahawks here. Russell Wilson looks unbelievable. It looks like Pete Carroll's finally let go of the reins for lesser of a better word here. So I'm gonna have to go with Seahawks.
0: Seattle. Yeah, I'm gonna
2: take Seattle. They don't really lose at home, and I'm not sold on the Patriots not having any hiccups.
1: What do you mean, baby? Cam is back. I, I mean, they'll be good.
2: I still expect them to contend for the playoffs, but I, they're gonna have some hiccups, and they didn't look great against Miami last mm-hmm. week. Dude, don't disrespect
0: Superman.
1: Yeah, don't don't rip, don't don't rip off his chains either during a contact football game. Um. Monday night Saints Raiders. I feel like this one should be obvious, but it might not be. I'm just gonna go ahead and go with the Saints.
0: Uh, New Orleans.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm going
0: to Raiders. Breeze done not right.
1: play from home. All right, I respect the pick. I respect and the pick. Mike Thomas is out too. Yep, and Josh Jacobs looked really good last week as well. Yeah. Three TDs from him. Yeah, There's I mean every week. The Raiders have upside here. The Raiders absolutely yeah. do have some upside here. I, yeah. Absolutely. Um, Any hot takes going into this weekend, NFL, before we wrap it up?
0: I already told you my hot take with Drew Locke.
1: Three fifty. You, you are full of hot takes, son.
0: Um,
2: Here's my hot take. The Eagles are going to leave this weekend with a worse record than the Washington football team again.
1: All right, all right, all right. I respect that. Um, hot take for this week. I mean, I'm just gonna go with the half. The Panthers are gonna steamroll Tampa Bay. I mean, it's not even gonna be close. Wow. Like, like I'm talking like at fort at least two TDs. Like at least two TDs. McCaffrey, Robbie Anderson, Teddy Bridgewater all looked really good last week. Um, and Tampa looks bad, man. Tampa's offense looks pitiful.
2: You said. Hot takes. I didn't know you meant
1: it. I'm sitting holding magma takes. Dude, surface of the sun takes. <laughs> surface of the absolute sun takes. Um. Okay, final thoughts? Wow. I'm good. I got nothing. Nothing. Got nothing? Great. Well, thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you guys next pod.